This is KMTT, Kimitzion Titzei Torah. This is Ezubek. Today is Tuesday. We have the weekly shiur on Mamban Pashat HaShavua. This week is Parshat Yitro. And the Mamban we're looking at today is Mamban's comment on the Pasuk. Ba'av Anan, Hinei Anuchi. Ba'ilecha, Ba'av Anan. God says to Moshe Rabbeinu before Matan Torah, when he's getting ready for Matan Torah, that I will speak to you, I will come to you. Be'av he'anan, in the cloud of the cloud, or the thickness of the cloud, the murkiness of the cloud. But the important part of the Pasuk will be the second part of the Pasuk. Ba'avur yishma ha'am bedabri imach begam b'chai aminu le'olam. There's a reason for this. Offhand, the reason is because they said, I'm going to say to Moshe Rabbeinu, he's going to come to Moshe Rabbeinu in the cloud to give him a set of divot. Pasuk says, but specifically, the way it's going to be done is that the people shall hear when I speak to you and they will believe in you forever. Okay, and Maban's comment will relate to that that for, the reasoning. He quotes the Ibn Ezra. The reason for this is that there are people among the Jewish people who don't believe in the Vuah. They don't believe in the, in the reality of prophecy. We have at the after, the previous week's parasha, after Kriyat Yamsuf, when they saw all that, when they saw the splitting of the sea, it says that they believed in God and in Moshe, his servant, which undoubtedly means Moshe, his servant, who speaks the name of God. Ezra says that the Pasuk there says Vayar Yisrael and the Jews saw and the Jews believed it doesn't say and all the Jews which shows that there were some people who didn't but now after Matan Torah the Jews will say to Moshe Rabbeinu afterwards in, uh, it's born in, in Dvarim after the Matan Torah of Dvarim after the Sardi Dibrot in the Varim that the Jews said to Moshe Rabbeinu, we have now seen that man can speak to, that God can speak to man, and the man shall live. It says, Today we have seen that God speaks to man, meaning that beforehand they were not totally convinced that man and God, that God can speak to man, that man and God can communicate. Therefore it says, Therefore, they will believe that you are the prophet of God, because now they see the prophecy really works. The Ramban rejects this opinion out of hand. That's not the purpose of the of the visible ceremony of the giving of the Torah and Sinai. The the cloud and the speech and the 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 loud speech, the audible speech of God, was not in order to prove to the Jews that prophecy is possible. And the reason why it's not true, interesting reason of the Ramban. The Ramban says, and remember the Ramban is hardly a kind of person who is going to cover up all possible deficiencies in Am Yisrael. He very often will comment on what the flaws of the Jews in the time of the Exodus was. But not this. All children of Abraham. Kizera Avraham. I think the phrase indicates that it wasn't an individual thing that you had an experience, but it was part of Jewish heritage. 
no one had any doubts concerning prophecy. They believed it because of their fathers. It was ingrained in Jewish uh, uh, tradition. Remember, Jewish tradition, which doesn't necessarily include worship of God. Ramban is aware of the Midrashim, which says that the Jews in Mitzrayim were over day of Zarah. But Ramban is convinced that to be in the family of Avraham meant that you knew that God had spoken to Avraham. I think the reason is pretty clear. He doesn't really explain why he knows that, but if you look back in Shemot, God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, go tell them the God of your fathers has spoken to you. They know there's a God of their fathers. They might be distant, he hasn't shown up for a long time, they haven't spoken to him, but to say the God of your fathers has come back and will fulfill that which he promised to your fathers, the, the idea that there is a dream, that there is a vision, that there is a prophecy that every soul belongs to the Jews, that's what keeps the Jews going. And they know the prophecy exists. Right over there in Shemot, when Moshe Rabbeinu came to them and gave them the, the one or two line message, Hashem has promised, God, the God of their fathers has promised, it says, and the people believed. And then also, next Pasuk in Bishalach, the Pasuk which Yemen Ezra had in fact quoted, and the Maman just quotes it back. It says, doesn't say all the people. So what? Here too it says that how Sinai will take place in that so that they, the people, Yishma Ha'am Vidabrimach. Let's say Kol Ha'am. Ha'am means everybody. In both places. And even there's no difference between before and, and after. Those who believed in Moshe Rabbeinu after Kriyat Yamsuf, Ha'am are the ones who believe in him here also. Ha'am. Yishma Ha'am Vidabrimach. So, the Ramban says, Har Sinai does not teach the Jews that prophecy exists. It's one of the sadot, one of the dogmas of Judaism. There's something called prophecy. This story, this happening, this historical event of Har Sinai does not teach that prophecy exists. This is a pre-Torah concept. Me'avotam. It's a very, very significant statement to say that something is embedded in Jewish consciousness. Me'avotam, meaning from before, from before Matan Torah, from from the earliest definition of Jewish existence. Avraham Avinu. It's extremely significant. It means that it's not a question of you know the Torah teaches us and therefore you should accept it. But some people won't accept it because they're not necessarily Torah true Jews. The man is saying, this is, this is in the bloodstream of the Jews, that there is prophecy that God speaks to man and has spoken to man and has spoken to their fathers, not just spoken to man, but has spoken to Abraham You are the people who have a message from God. So what now is the meaning of the Pasuk that I will speak to you, Moshe Rabbeinu, from the thickness of the cloud so that they should hear and they should believe. says the Ramban. The correct interpretation Sha'amar, God said, Ani ba'ilecha ba'av he'anan, I will come to you. To you is singular. God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I will come to you in the cloud. Shatigash ata el ha'arafel. It's called, it's to you personally, because you will also be called, as the Pasuk will say later on, Moshe Rabbeinu left the Jews down at the bottom of the mountain. They were both allowed to get any closer, and he went up. 
אל הערפל. משה עלה אל הערפל אשר שם האלוקים. משה רבנו came close. In fact, God is speaking to משה רבנו. אני בא אליך, I'm speaking to you, and you will come to me. But, בעבור, what's the purpose of that? ישמע העם דבריי. It's that you should come to me and I will speak to you, but they will hear what I am saying. ויהיו הם עצמם נביאים בדברי. רמב"ן says the whole purpose of the um, public nature, מר הסיני, is that the people who were there, all Am Yisrael, should experience it totally the way Moshe Rabbeinu is hearing. They hear as well. God is speaking to Moshe, but they will hear that which God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, V'yiyu heim atzmam nivi'im. They will themselves, each and every one of them will be prophets themselves. V'divarai. Lo she'yaminu mipi acherim. That their faith not be based on what they have heard from others, but it will be a direct experience of themselves. Kamo Shene'emar, in fact, as is explained in the Pasuk, this time again in Dvarim, where it's being told over again, where God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Bavur Yishma Ha'am Bidabri, Bamor Adai Hashem, Elai, Hakeli Eta'am, Ashmi'em Et Devarai, Laman Yilmedu Nirauti Kol Ayamim. There the Pasuk says, not that I will speak to you, but in fact the Pasuk says there, gather them all together that I should and make them hear, v'ashmi'em. He doesn't say, I'll speak to them. Again, he's speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, but the speak to Moshe Rabbeinu is in order to l'hashmi'a otam. L'hashmi'a is a, is a causative verb, to make them hear, that I should make them hear, l'man yilmedu l'irauti kolimim, so therefore they should fear me, they will learn to fear me, fear God, for all of their lives. In other words, not like the Ebenezer said, you learn from this thing that prophecy exists. A man says, no, 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 it's a much deeper thing. You don't learn from this that prophecy exists. You experience prophecy. And the purpose of experiencing prophecy is not when the prophecy exists. The purpose of experiencing prophecy is, as the Pasuk says, to have a direct experiential relationship with God at least this one time. So everything else you do should be based on it. וגם בך יאמינו לה מניו, אין איניו, משה רבינו, they will believe forever, וגם בך יאמינו לנצח בכל הדורות. Since they have heard that which you have heard, the עשרת הדברות, they have heard the עשרת הדברות just as you heard them, therefore they will now believe in you and your total message forever. לעולם. You will ask, or those who were there, shared Moshe Rabbeinu's experience, and therefore are intimately, experientially aware of what Moshe Rabbeinu is doing, what Moshe Rabbeinu is, that he's a prophet. But what about us? We, we didn't have that experience, and therefore how do we have this level, this crucial level, not just to know that the Torah is true, but to actually have experienced it? So the man answers the question. I may not understand the answer, but the man does answer the question. The man says, because v'gam b'chayaminu l'netzach b'chol ha'dorot. In every generation, in all generations, because of the experience of Har Sinai, we, the Jews, you and I, 
we know that Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah is Torah. And the nafkamina, the difference is that there's a, there's a real halachic consequence. Im yakum b'kirbam navi, o cholem chalom, pasuk later on in Sefer Dvarim, parashat rei, if there'll come a, another prophet or a dreamer who will contradict Moshe Rabbeinu, they'll know it's false. Yakishu miyad. They'll throw him out. Why? For they have seen with their eyes the Avahana, they saw Moshe Rabbeinu go up to the, the cloud, and they know the cloud is God, as Rabban will explain in a second. They have, gone, they, they have seen with their eyes, and their ears, their physical, earthly ears, have heard that you, Moshe Rabbeinu, have reached the highest level of Nevu'ah. Yidbarer lahem mima shekatuv pasuk that appears when God speaks to Aaron and, Mosh, and, and, and uh, Miriam and explains the difference between a regular navi and super navi and Moshe Rabbeinu and God says to Moshe to uh, Aaron and Miriam there regular naviim God speaks to them in visions. What's the difference? How's it related to what's going on now? How do they know now? Those who are at Har Sinai, how do they know that Moshe Rabbeinu is on the level described in that pasuk? Other Nevi'im are in visions, but Moshe Rabbeinu is, is, is mouth-to-mouth. What's the difference between a vision and mouth-to-mouth? The vision is internal. It's subjective. No one else can share your vision because it's a dream. When you're dreaming, I see you as being unconscious. You have an internal experience, an internal life. But Moshe Rabbeinu's message is not just, oh, it's nice, he can do it when he's awake and not when he's sleeping. Other we've shown him, we talk about that pasuk and what's learned from it. So they say, we speak about it as being a greater level. The fact is that if you see things when you're in a dream, so that indicates that you've lost control over your body. You had to detach yourself. In order to hear the word of God, you had to, so to speak, transcend this world, your bodily existence. And therefore, the, 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 you lose control and your body simply faints. The fact that you fainted or you're asleep indicates that you're not really here. But Moshe Rabbeinu was, was embodied. He was a regular human being in full control of his faculties and yet he could speak to God. That indicates the, the great level of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the man is saying a different point, at least in terms of our Pasuk. He's saying, and that's all very interesting, what we just said now, but there's a very important distinction here which has to do, not with just the greater level, but the ability to... Um, to be for others to to be aware or to really experience Moshe Rabbeinu's level. That is, whatever any other prophet experiences when he is dreaming, only he knows about it. We have to trust him later on to tell us about it. But when God spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu out loud, I will speak to you, but they will hear me speaking to you. So this experience of Moshe Rabbeinu is a shared experience. As Rabban said, what they are doing, the people who are listening, are they are prophesizing. They are having a prophetic experience. They are directly experiencing, directly experiencing Moshe Rabbeinu's level of nevuah, and therefore they are directly experiencing, apparently, that his level is unsurpassable. And therefore they will never trust another Navi who will come and contradict Moshe Rabbeinu because they know Moshe Rabbeinu is emet, is truth. Every other Navi is merely claiming to be truth, but they don't know that. They don't know it internally. They know it because of 
maybe external proofs, he's done miracles, he's brought signs, as the Pasuk in the A says. Someone comes, has a few signs, and it's very impressive, but that's still a, a, a logical conclusion. But Moshe Rabbeinu, it wasn't a logical conclusion. We saw it, we tasted it, we heard it, saw it. And therefore, we know on a much deeper level that it's true, and therefore, the Torah is inviolable, uncontradictable, unsurmountable by any other later experience which will not be on the level of Moshe Rabbeinu or will not be on the level of our knowing, our experiencing what Moshe Rabbeinu was doing. For this, it's necessary that the entire Jewish people at Har Sinai be prophets. Again, I'll ask the question, what does, that, what does it say about us? We went to Har Sinai. Apparently, apparently we were. I mean, in, in some way or other, the Ramban is going to have to claim that this experience of the Jews is so vivid and it's passed on to us in such a direct manner that, that we as well share in its conclusion. Moshe Emet, the Torah Torah Emet, the Gam Becha, Ya'aminu Le'olam. This point of the Rambans, remember, it's not the Rambans' point. The Rambans is saying, this is what God says is the point. What's the point of Mamad HaSinai? What is the point of having this this experience, this historical event which we call Torah at Sinai. The point is not to give the Jews the Torah. That could have been given to Moshe Rabbeinu in, in email. You know, it could have just been Moshe Rabbeinu gets the Torah and teaches it to the Jews. That's what's going to happen in the end anyhow. There were 613 mitzvot in the Torah and they were given to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Kibel Torah Misinai Umisamale Yoshua Yoshua Leskinim Moshe Rabbeinu will hear the Torah from God and then we'll teach them and they will learn. What do you need Mamad HaSinai? What do you need this, this opening ceremony? This inaugural ceremony called Mamad HaSinai. It's impressive. But why? Mamad says the reason is so that the Jews should be prophets. Torah to the the giving of Torah is a prophetic experience. And therefore, true giving of Torah is experienced only by the prophet. We get the content of the Torah. Because that can be given secondhand if you trust the messenger. So if Moshe teaches Yeshua and Yeshua teaches his kenim, this kenim teach us, we will get the content. That's what I do when I go to the library and I open up a book and I get the content of the Torah. But receiving the Torah is more than acquiring the content. It's a prophetic experience. And Mamad HaSinai is a shared, universal, universally Jewish, a national prophetic experience. And what the man implies, although he doesn't say it exactly, but I think it's what he means, is that there is in fact no difference between Moshe Rabbeinu and the Jews at that point, other than the fact that God is speaking to Moshe and not to them. Because Moshe has been chosen to be the a correspondent to be the partner of God to be the the, uh, the co-discussant but it's being broadcast to the entire Jewish people all of whom are prophetically experiencing what Moshe Rabbeinu is experiencing and that's the very very important point because that's how we know that the Torah is 100% true there's no external proofs here no signs, no wonders, no Kriyat Yamsuf. What's between Kriyat Yamsuf and this? In Kriyat Yamsuf, you saw the sea split. That's a pretty good proof that Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the truth. 
because you know God is working with him. It's still only a pretty good proof, and the Jews draw the correct conclusion by Amir Bashem Moshe But it's not the same thing. It's not that now Jews who didn't believe then believe now. It's the same Jews. So it means it's a deeper sense of belief. What's the deeper sense of belief? There it was rational conclusions, and here it is direct experience. The Pasuk quoted by the Ibn Ezra from Devarim, that the Jews after Mamad HaSinai said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Today we have seen that God can speak to man and he shall live. What does that mean? Lomar, The point is not that today we realize this and before we didn't know it, as Ibn Ezra says. But he says, today we have seen it and before we only knew it. The Chiddush, the new thing that Hasinai gave them was, Today we, it, it has been established by us through vision, which is what God wanted. The end of that Pasuk is, and the Jews say to him, and now you go and get the rest of the Tarfas. They they don't need to continue. It was a pretty scary experience. They're not particularly interested in getting the Torah in this direct manner all the time. But the main thing has been accomplished. They have seen. Seen. Again, what does see mean? Not in your head. But in your sensory experiences. It's a different kind of of, of knowledge. We have seen that God speaks to you. So now, Vakasha, you go ahead, get the rest of the Torah. We're waiting. You come and give it to us. You've got us. We're, we're, your, we're your audience. We'll do everything, everything that you tell us. Ramban's point is, and it's a very, very important point for intellectuals. Ramban is an intellectual, but he's a different kind of intellectual. There is a, a crucial difference. This entire story of Manas Sinai was based on the crucial difference between being convinced of something because of the amassing of proofs, and we have no doubt, there's no way to measure any lack of faith in after They believed. They didn't half believe. They didn't three quarters believe. They believed. If you ask them, they say yes. If you test them, they'll say yes. They believed a lot. But it's qualitatively different than seeing it. And to see God speak is something which can't be done in the regular human experience. And therefore, no human being living a normal human life, can know more about the Word of God than the first level, than knowing because it seems to have been proven. But God wishes that the Jews should not believe in the Torah because it seems to have been proven, but because they, they can taste it. They can smell it. Or in the Ban's words, they can see it and they can hear it. And for that, they have to have another kind of experience, the experience which is called prophecy. Public prophecy doesn't exist either. Other prophets, all prophecy is in dreams, in visions, it's it's internal, your your mind is widened. But how could it be made public? So you say, well, maybe God could have given the Torah to all the Jews. Each one then would have gotten it internally. Well, apparently not. Apparently they weren't worthy. It wasn't the way it's going to be done. You need Moshe Rabbeinu. There's a, a sot, which Raman here is not explaining, but there's a sot that the Torah is given to us by Moshe Rabbeinu, and not directly to each one. 
So we have a contradiction here. We wanted to, everyone should have a direct experience, but nonetheless it should be through Moshe Rabbeinu. The answer is, it'll be Aniyah Deber Itcha. God will speak to Moshe, but in a public manner. And since Moshe Rabbeinu's prophecy is, perhaps for this very reason, out loud, pe'el peh, God speaks to him from his mouth to Moshe Rabbeinu's ears and not directly, internally in his imagination. So we can eavesdrop. If it's not an actual voice, you can't, not, not anybody can eavesdrop. To hear the word of God, you have to be a prophet. Well, they will all be prophets and therefore you have both sides of the equation. Amazingly enough, you're holding on to both ends of the same cord. Moshe Rabbeinu is our teacher. The content of most of the Torah, 603 out of 613 mitzvot, more or less, uh, 600 out of 613 is a better, closer estimate, or, or I think actually 16 mitzvot in the Sarat Adibat. So 597 out of 613 mitzvot, we, we will get from Moshe Rabbeinu. But we know in the very, in the very fiber of our sensory, normal human beings, that every word is true because we have also prophetically experienced Moshe Rabbeinu's experience. Yadanu b'chashi gata We know, the Jews say to Moshe Rabbeinu, that you have reached that level. Yishma kol asher amar Hashem alokeinu. That you hear everything that God says. And therefore, shamanu mipicha basinu. Therefore, we will listen to you and we will, and we will do. Shekfar ne'emanan nevuatcha. Because your prophecy is, is truth. It's, it's, it's ne'emana. It's, it's, it's fast and true. Ki It's the highest of all, of all prophets. No other prophet has, has prophecy like that. Rabban's point about Torah in general is that there is a difference between the actual facts you know, which in fact are transmitted by Moshe Rabbeinu, and are therefore similar to other facts, which you hear from this person, from that person, you see, you, you deduce, how do I know there's a, uh, how do I know there's a king in Spain? I, I read it in the newspaper, and I believe it, because apparently I read it so many times, apparently it's true. And so the content of Torah is similar. I see it in Svarim, my teachers teach me. The content is the way we know all things, by amassing information in the usual manner. The difference between Torah knowledge and all the knowledge is this original experience whereby we not only saw the facts, but we saw who gave the facts. We saw God teaching Moshe Rabbeinu Torah. We heard God teaching Moshe Rabbeinu Torah. The man would say later on that the first two of the Asertah they brought because of the Gemara, it says that the first two were given directly and the others by Moshe, Zamban will say that the first two they heard and understood, and the last eight they heard but didn't apprehend. In other words, Zaman says they heard all ten, as the Pasuk says, that this entire conversation will be overheard by the Jews. He claims that the first two of the Sata de the Jews directly apprehended. They don't need Moshe Rabbeinu at all. God speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu, but he's actually basically speaking to them too. He's not directing it to them, but he's but the message is from God's mouth to their ears. The other eight, they simply experience the voice of God, but don't necessarily understand it. So Moshe Rabbeinu there will even for the content. And I think that's an important point because it shows that there's really no, two, no contradiction between these two things. What I'm saying the content can be in the usual manner, but the experience is direct. That's not just that 
some mitzvot in one and some mitzvot in the other. And then you say, well, if some mitzvot I know, I experience, therefore I'll trust the others as well. In fact, it, it's even more combined. Eight out of the ten mitzvot, a man will say later on this pasha, eight out of the ten dibrot, a man will say this pasha, the Jews, content-wise, knowing what it means, they got from Moshe Rabbeinu and trusted him. But those, nonetheless, they actually had heard, they experienced, without knowing what they were experiencing, without understanding, without their brain working properly, but they still actually heard the words, meaning they were prophetically, they were prophets of those words. But I think even, even more than anything else shows how you can both learn from Moshe and also be a prophet yourself, which in the end is what the Rabbi wants to say about the entire Torah. In the end, we're going to learn the, the, the Torah from Moshe. Or, to be more accurate, we're going to learn it from our teacher, who heard it from his 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 teacher, back then, Sheikh Nasser who heard it from the Nevi'im, who heard it from the Zikinim, who heard it from Yeshua, who heard it from Moshe Rabbeinu, who heard it from God. But this entire Torah, in the end, is for us. Today as well, part and parcel of a direct prophetic experience. To understand it, to know some of the facts, you need someone whom you trust. And we trust Moshe Rabbeinu because we aren't his, in prophecy, we aren't his Talmidim, we're not hearing from him what he's prophesied, but we're his co-experiences. He and I, Moshe and I, experienced Matan Torah. Therefore, I trust him to explicate to detail the contents of the, of the mitzvah. All this takes place because what God says to Moshe Rabbeinu, no, you're coming at Hasinai, this is going to be a huge public spectacle, you are going to walk up and there will be the Av Ha'anan, the Ban in the line that I skipped on the word Av Ha'anan says, Hu Ha'arafel Asher Sham Elohim, it's the darkness where God is found, you say darkness, that means that they don't know what's going on. No, 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 Raman says, It's a different kind of darkness. It's not a darkness which obscures. God is shrouded in darkness, but everyone sees and makirin, they understand it. As the Pasuk will say, um, in, in, in this parasha later on, a few psukum later on, that the vision of the glory of God was as a consuming fire at the pinnacle of the mountain before the eyes of all the Jews. It's a fire and it's a cloud. So the cloud uh, has a purpose, reason why there's a cloud. But they see, so to speak, God, and they hear the voice of God, and they see Moshe Rabbeinu speaking to God, and they know that the content is identical. And therefore, now, that, that, that's the real goal. You say, what about the rest of the Torah? So, no, no, it says, well, if you've, done, if you've done it for the first ten, or the first two, and then the first ten, you can then do it for the rest of the 613, even without the mountain burning before us. I think the goal is clear. The goal is that all 613 mitzvot of the Torah and all the Torah Shabbat that's based on it, which we get as a transmitted message from Moshe Rabbeinu is in terms of the way I ingest it, the way I assimilate it to myself, it's as though, I, I know 
that it's the equivalent without my being myself today a prophet but I accept it as though with the same quality of the prophetic experience of Moshe Rabbeinu himself Moshe Rabbeinu learned from God he was God's Talmud so were we even though practically speaking we're at the end of a much longer chain but the chain um, the chain manifests expands and details the original primordial experience of the you him atzmam nevi'im atarra'inu we have seen ki daber elokim et adam God speaks with man v'chai and therefore we ourselves are that ha'adam we are the man to whom God speaks and now that man lives with that experience of of Torah now now go to Har Sinai and get all the important details now start learning but before you learn you have to have this not necessarily content experience but experiential experience of knowing that God speaks what is going to come afterwards the rest of the Torah God speaks it directly to man and doesn't just leave it on little pieces of paper or the walls or some book which we find in the library. And that's the message of the Ramban for today's Pasha. We'll be back next week. Today is Tuesday of Pasha Kitro. It's also election day here in Israel. And I am recording this year after having voted. A schut which I look forward to. Not because I'm excited about the results. I somehow never get, have managed to have been particularly satisfied with the results of my voting and my friends voting. But aside from the results, the ability, the schut, the dream of voting for Malchut Yisrael that I and everybody I know we share together in establishing, perhaps poorly, but in establishing Malchut Hashem Ba'olam is something which I know in the depths of my heart that my fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers have been dreaming about for thousands of years. And so, this morning I put on my white shirt and my relatively better sport jacket and dressed up special I've been getting jokes from everybody I meet in yeshiva today all day as to why I'm dressed so nicely but once every two or three years theoretically three and a half but it seems to always be much faster that I get a chance to create Jewish national history is a special chag and therefore without any connection to the man we learned today I decided to share with you as well my own personal experience, Yehivatzon, that we will all be Zohar for the next elections to participate together in establishing Malchut Yisrael, Biyat HaMashiach, Tzitkenu, Behev Yameinu, Amen. See you all next week. When we do the Ramban on next week's parasha. Kol Tov, B'Dehish